Hey everyone, this is Jackie Cooper from J. Cooper Travels and I want to invite you to listen to um, this little bit of information. Um, I Today I wanted to talk to you about something that's dear uh, to, and close to my heart uh, because I am an attorney even though I'm not actively practicing right now in the traditional way. I am doing um, consulting on a variety of, of topic areas from special ed, to cryptocurrency, to business consulting. And in doing all that, I realized that many of the individuals that I was speaking to um, did not have the basics in place. They did not have a will. They did not have an estate plan in place. They did not have some of the documents that they needed for their small business. Um, they also... Um, again, had they were either single or had a family and and they also struggled with identity theft uh, situations. So I've been encountering as I've been doing J. Cooper travels, a lot of different scenarios. And I realized that as a lawyer, I'm actively licensed in one state, but I really am meeting clients from around the world. And I really wanted to support them in what they were doing. So recently I became involved with a company called Legal Shield, and the link will be um, below in the podcast. Um, so that way you can check out the packages. The packages are really affordable. You can they're smart, they're simple, the they protect your family, your business, and your personal identity. If you're buying a cup of coffee or tea from Starbucks every day, you can definitely afford um, this Legal Shield plan. With Legal Shield, they also have uh, supplements for gun owners, for a trial defense, for a home business, for ride shares. Um, these packages uh, provide adv advice and consultation, letters and calls, document review. You can get access to professional consultations, letters and calls, 24-7 uh, emergency access. Um, the plan is definitely, um, again, can fit all of your various needs. So my um, request is that you definitely check this out. Just like having health insurance, which we all need in case of an emergency, um, and just in case you know we travel. I, for those that have listened to me, I always say don't travel without travel insurance because the unexpected happens. The same thing I would recommend on the Legal Shield side because all of us need a will. All of us need the basics um, plan in place. So that way when the unexpected happens um, at a time that we might not have planned for it, um, our family and we are set to go in terms of having um, a medical power of attorney or anything else that we might need. So again, really quick, Legal Shield. I am an associate. I definitely, um, in this situation, you know, am highly recommending this for you to just check it out. My link is below and feel free to reach out to me so that way I can support you in all your needs. And if you decide that you would also like to be featured on J. Cooper Travels as uh, one of the stories being shared, definitely reach out to me. I'm open to meeting new people. Legal Shield is available in all 50 states in the Canada as well as in the UK. So it is very broad and again, it is, um, a comprehensive 
very affordable package that can start at $24.95 a month, um, which is really, really reasonable considering that you have um, almost unlimited access to your personal attorney that gets assigned to you. So have a great day and I look forward to um, seeing you like and subscribe and joining more of the conversations on J. Cooper Travels. Have a great one. Bye. Hi everyone, this is Jackie Cooper with J. Cooper Travels and today I have a mayor on from a city in California that I just learned about about a month ago and I'm going to road trip to as soon as I can get in my car and travel across the country because I didn't realize how special this city is and I'm really excited about sharing um, all the the beauty that's there and also the places that you can go and see. So, but before we get talking with um, our special guest, I want to just kind of, for those that might not know about J. Cooper Travels, I want to tell you a little bit about me and how I got started doing this. Um, my background is I'm a lawyer, but I'm also um, an entrepreneur and I'm also a special education teacher. I, I navigated back into the education side about 18 years ago because I love working with kids, but I also like having my finger at a lot of different things. And one of the areas that I love is travel. Um, so I've traveled um, many places with my daughter, but then as you know, kind of COVID hit. And so travel kind of got paused for the moment. And the Jay Cooper Travel Talk Show was started as a podcast. So that way I could talk about um, my travels and travels of others. But I realized that we travel in life in many ways. We travel geographically, we travel both career-wise, we travel you know, um, in our own personal journey. So the reason for J. Cooper Travels is now talking about um, inspirational stories of how we all travel in our life and the journeys that we take. That includes those uh, on a road trip to California to Foster City. So um, I would like to introduce our mayor. Um, he's a remarkable individual and he's also involved with a wonderful business as well, which we'll have a chance to talk about. Um, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. How are you? Uh, oh, great, Jackie. It's a pleasure being with you. Uh, you're, I mean, what a phenomenal introduction, your background, the philosophical aspect of your show. Uh, I'm doing well, uh, and I'm very happy to be here. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a son, I'm a brother, I'm a husband, I'm a father, friend. Uh, I'm also uh, a small business owner. I'm, a, uh, I'm one of the partners of Building Kids Worldwide. Uh, we're a franchisor of preschools, uh, headquartered right here in Foster City. And, uh, and I'm also the mayor of, uh, of Foster City. And so those are the different hats that I wear. Uh, and, and I'm looking forward to, to engaging with you and uh, during this uh, this episode. So how did you um, start your journey in becoming involved in public service? I, I know that, um, you know, we talked um, a short while ago and um, it does seem very natural to you, but you know, you, you also have a very inspirational story. So how did you get started? <laughs> so I was, uh, I was raised in Foster City. So this is my this is my village. It's my backyard, and um, I had uh, my wife and I decided to raise our son here in Foster City uh, back in 2017. We decided to move back, and uh, the main purpose of coming back was to give 
my son the same experience my parents gave me. And it's just an incredible place uh, to raise a child. Um, just exceptional, exceptional environment, uh, community. And so when we came back, I started getting involved in, uh, in sports with my son. He showed an inclination that he wanted to play sports. And, and I loved playing sports growing up. And so I uh, started getting involved in Little League and basketball and soccer and coaching and started getting connected with my community and uh, reconnected with my community. And, uh, and in the process, you know, it's kind of interesting because for me, it was more of an emotional decision. It wasn't so much that uh, I saw this huge gap and I saw my experience and I was already engaged in community service. And so it was a natural fit for me to to kind of go into council. I wasn't on any subcommittees. I wasn't on any advisory committees. I wasn't on any uh, commissions. Um, and so for me, what ended up happening was I uh, just had a, a just an interesting experience where, you know, uh, a friend of, I was at my friend's house and uh, one of his friends, uh, she came in and she was very unhappy. She was distraught. And it was because uh, uh, a sitting council member had treated her really poorly. And and that kind of opened up my eyes that this is kind of not happening to my wife or my sister or my mother, but it's still happening in my backyard. And so I took that initiative to learn a little bit more about what was going on and the culture that was being fostered, which was very divisive. Um, and it was very difficult for members of the community to come up and speak to council without being berated, things like that. So uh, I, I witnessed that, uh, you know, uh, by, by observing council meetings, studied them, and then started studying the issues and was really interested about some of the housing challenges that we're facing in the Mid-Peninsula, the traffic, uh, some of the, the the issues of you know how we got here what are we going to do going forward and uh, and so i decided uh after doing some work and talking to my family i said you know what i'm gonna throw my hat in the ring i think you know with my corporate american experience my small business experience and my commitment to my community i think i can help and so i started out as a team of one in august of uh 2018 and I submitted my paperwork and I kicked my feet up on my desk and thought I'd accomplished something. And I said, hey, you know, this is great. This election's not till November. I've got some time to think about policy statements and what's my, you know, what's my platform. I'll get my website going. I'll maybe get a team going. I got plenty of time. Well, I handed my papers on Thursday and enjoyed my evening. And on Monday morning, you know, everyone else that was running had signs up all over the city, had the websites up. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was like mock two with my hair on fire for about uh, three months. Um, you know, <laughs> it was it was a very interesting time. Um, very uh, it wasn't it was such a great opportunity to meet my community. But it was a great opportunity for me to learn about myself as well. Um, and it really got my competitive juices flowing. And so, uh, you know, by the grace of God, hard work, good luck. Um, and, you know, when elections came around, uh, at that time, now this number has been beat since then, um, just, uh, this last year, but we got the most votes in the history of Foster City elections. It was a complete gra grassroots campaign, um, and had about 168 people that stood next to me and did more than just vote for me, but actually believed in what we wanted to do together and spread the word and engaged, um, uh, 
and it was just a it was a very exciting time to, to come on the council and that's kind of how it how it all started that 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 it's a great story because again it shows that if you think something you can accomplish something you obviously have to put the work in but you can definitely make it happen so um what i loved when we first talked was you were explaining the beauty and the uniqueness of foster city uh in terms of the geographics uh for those that might not know where foster city is located can you share um a little bit about its location and um what makes it so special sure so we're on the east side of 101 the south side of 92 right by the san mateo bridge beautiful views of the water um, you know, on a clear day, you can see San Francisco and Oakland uh, directly from Foster City. We're one of the most unique places, and I, I've had an opportunity to, to travel a little bit. We're one of the most unique places that uh, that I've ever seen. It's uh, it's beautiful. So we're about 20 square miles, but 16 of those square miles are a lagoon system, and and it's gorgeous. You know, and we have 24 parks, so we're about four square miles of land. All of it's flat. Um, so very easy to get around and the way we were designed, we were a planned community. And so you don't, it's not like you have this one downtown area, but you have a series of places where you can go for shopping, for dining, um, throughout Foster city and enjoy our parks. Um, and then as you head on the North side, uh, you know, we have, we have a, not a miniature golf course. We have a golf course. It's nine holes, but it's a par three, uh, golf course, which everyone loves playing their short game on. Um, and again, a great levy system that actually where people use that for walking and biking and actually, and, and getting connected to other cities, um, around us as well. Um, and, and so not only is the physical landscape beautiful where you could buy a house on the water, take your boat and go shopping, um, you know, uh, and just go across the lagoon and go shopping. Not only is that beautiful, but the community is really beautiful. The community itself, very diverse. We're actually a minority majority city. Um, so extremely diverse community, various backgrounds, various experiences. Um, and we come together as one, you know, um, we're very tight knit as a community. And so it's really beautiful. Like growing up in foster city for me, like I was eating, you know, different types of food every week at my friend's house, you know, Chinese food, Italian food. Um, you know, I was eating Japanese food, um, you know, just Latin food. I was I was eating so many different types of foods just by hanging out with my friends on my street growing up. And uh, and for me, that that was amazing. I see that with my son now and, and the diversity that he has in his friends. All it's all walks of life. Um, and I think that that in itself is beautiful because I find that, you know, when we can all live together in harmony the way we are in Foster City, I really believe that we're at the forefront of society, you know, that we're really elevating, uh, you know, or even evolving from that perspective, um, how we treat each other, how we value each other. What do we take in, you know, when we say, is this person good or bad, mm -hmm. you know, and really, and that to me is, is really at the forefront of where we should be. You know, the city is also not that large. How many people live there? About 35,000. Yeah, so it's a nice uh, nice community. Um, I noticed uh, when I was doing a little bit of background search, um, you have windsurfing and kite surfing. Oh, I should have mentioned that. Olympic, I mean, world-class. Yeah. World-class kite surfing, absolutely. That's a mistake. I should have mentioned that earlier. It's, it's, it's uh, It attracts people from all over the world that come over and 
and do kite surfing uh, right off right off the coast. So, um, what about um, theater? I think you also have um, the Hill Barn Theater. Yeah, we do have theater. I mean, we're pretty rich history in that in that sense. I mean, we're only fifty years old. Um, you know, we, we got incorporated in nineteen seventy one, um, and the city's gone through such a dramatic change um, in in what it was initially and where we are today. But uh, but you know, we we for many years uh, we had an art and wine festival. We have we still have festivals you know, pre pandemic. We'll have them again post pandemic um, here in Foster City, in which we bring the community together to enjoy the arts and crafts and uh, and different foods. Um, but we do have the Hill Barn Theater that's been a staple in our community for a long time, and um, it's a great place to catch a show. So I, I, I noticed I'm, I'm just kind of taking a quick glance. Um, the founder of PayPal actually um, was raised in Foster City. So you have you have uh, some people that actually um, have um, well, you have a lot of people who have accomplished a lot in your city, but I'm just looking at those that are on um, Wikipedia for the moment. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. So um, tell me more. We, we also have a, a technology hall of famer that lives in uh, Foster City. The uh, aspect ratio on your computer, you know, the four, four by three or 16 by nine. Awesome. The aspect ratio, yeah. The, the gentleman that uh, came up with that lives in Foster City as well. And I also see that um, there's been some Hollywood uh, movies that have been uh, filmed in Foster City okay. as well as a backdrop. And uh, people always like to, when they travel and do road trips, they always like to kind of um, take pictures around areas that they can find in films. So I, I mentioned that from the road trip perspective. Um, I know that April, um, I, I know we have, you know, COVID happening at the moment, but April is um, an anniversary, the 50th anniversary. Um, what is the city going to be doing to celebrate? We're going to be celebrating like, almost the whole year, really. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, not, we're not limiting it uh, just the month. Uh, but uh, we're going to be, we have a lot of events that we've, that uh, staff, the council and staff uh, at City Hall have been working very closely on. Um, and, we're, and we've launched that actually just, uh, just this week on Monday. And we have a series of events that are starting, but we're starting off obviously with the COVID in mind. And so uh, a lot of these items are, a lot of these uh, events are virtual. But what, uh, what I'm really hoping for is that we turn the corner and even through social distancing, we get an opportunity to see each other in person and we have events planned out for every month, you know, uh, going forward. Um, and so, yeah, the idea is to celebrate the whole year. So for those that might not be familiar with the podcast or YouTube um, or a blog, there'll be um, their website is really phenomenal and you'll be able to there'll be a, a link there. So that way you can um, as you plan your road trip, you can actually link in and see what events are happening throughout the year. Um, so businesses, I know that, you know, we've talked about um, the sports side. If someone was looking at the type of businesses that you have in the city and might want to either partner with the businesses or, you know, even start a business in your city, um, who's what kind of businesses have been attracted to uh, Foster City? I mean, finance, technology, both high tech, fintech, biotech. I mean, you got names like Visa, Gilead, uh, Zooks, we have got autonomous vehicles. 
Uh, we have a huge mix of businesses, both large and small. Uh, we've got IBM here as well. They've got, they've got an office here as well. And so we have uh, a real breadth of businesses um, here in Foster City. And what I think attracts people to come in uh, and what has attracted some of these big businesses is the location, how close we are to San Francisco Airport, how close we, how we're right down the middle between San Jose and San Francisco. And so if you're looking at what Silicon Valley used to be, which was really south of uh, the mid peninsula and, you know, in uh, places like San Jose, Mountain View, Santa Clara, uh, those were kind of the places that were, you know, growing when it was Silicon Valley. Things have changed where, you know, the Bay Area is now a hub for biotech, fintech, high tech, media. And, um, and, and what's, what's happening here is that it's, this place isn't giving birth to companies, it's giving birth to economies. Yeah. Right. And new economies are coming from the Bay Area. And so it's a very exciting place. And geographically, us being centered in the really the uh, San Mateo County being the economic epicenter uh, of uh, of the valley or, uh, you know, the Bay Area, that that makes us very attractive from a business perspective. You know, and so the biggest limitation for us is space. You know, we're pretty much built out <laughs> at this point. And so. Um, we do have some businesses that, you know, kind of, you know, some, some leave, some come in, but the, the, you know, for us, it's how it's the small businesses, right? It's, it's the, it's the restaurants, it's, you know, the mom and pop shops, you know, that, that, you know, we're, we're always, you know, excited to support. And I see, I saw on your, your website that you have a campaign about support the local businesses. Oh, you've really done your research, Jack. I love it. Well, I a lot of a lot of other cities haven't had that. They might say it, but they haven't had it so prominently on the website. And that how's that campaign going? So it's great. You know, um, it started out as one of the multi. We had a multifaceted approach to supporting our community, both the residents and the small businesses, uh, when COVID hit. And uh, one of the elements of that multifaceted approach was we had set aside some funds in this app called Stamp Me. It was a Stamp Me app. And what it meant was if you went into a business that had the Stamp Me app set up for them, that they would you know, scan you and you would get these digital stamps. And as you earn these stamps, you would end up getting you know, some reward uh, to, be, you know, to be used at the small business. That within Foster City. And so what we wanted to do was accelerate the adoption of that app. And so we put some, we put some uh, money aside so that if you downloaded the app, you would automatically get a reward, like a $10 reward or a $25 reward. And through that, uh, you know, initial stimulus, we were hoping was people would get used to it, understand that, that they're really helping us out by spending locally. Yeah. Um, and really helping our businesses out by uh, by spending locally. And so what we really wanted to do was kind of accelerate the adoption of that. And we did that. Um, and, we, and we continued. We actually, the council decided to allocate another round of funding because it did so well the first time. But in addition to that, we're partnering up with the county. And so what you're seeing on our website is that, you know, we, we along with other cities um, in, in our county, are really 
uh, reinforcing uh, our focus on small business local. And so uh, we're a part of that as well. So we've kind of did our own thing for a little bit. And then we're also partnering up with the county to raise awareness and, and to, to enable, make it just easier for uh, members of our community to spend uh, their time and money with the small businesses right here in Foster City. Well, I know that when I travel, whether it's um, overseas or locally, I, I love to visit um, cities that have small businesses because that is what creates such a unique neighborhood and the feel. Um, so, you know, when you can go into a, a store or a restaurant, you know, or walk around, that that's what makes every place so unique um in addition to the architecture you know so i was so I'm very excited to see that you know that it wasn't just the the big names it was actually little little places as well so um yeah for sure um let me see the the other area of um special interest for me is um always about the environment because i think it's really important that we protect it and we look at projects and I know that your community is also very environmentally oriented. Um, what sort of projects do you want to share that you're working on to help in that area as well? What are we working on right now? Uh, you know, we just went through a process and we actually won awards for, uh, for being a really green city, right? Yeah. Where there was, um, Installing chargers, uh, you know, for electric vehicles uh, right by our library, or uh, working through our planning commission to to ensure that we had the right policies in place for development um, and infrastructure. But being green is very important to us. Um, I'm trying to think of what projects are like right right now. We've been so focused on our initiatives for the year and we just had our vision and policy summit. This is something that doesn't really show up as something new that we're going to, we're doing because it's always in motion. It's always something that we're focusing on, whether it's previous council rolling out new bike lanes, uh, you know, for everybody in the community or uh, us or, or one of our largest employers, Gilead, um, you know, acquiring a fleet of uh, electric buses, you know, um, in which they're trying to reduce the number of people that are actually driving in, but then also doing it in a friendly way, an eco-friendly way. Uh, you know, we've, we, and, and of course all the bike lanes that we have and things like that, you can bike around our entire city. A lot of people walk around our city. And I love that. Um, I, I definitely you know, love that too. idea. Yeah. Um, I know I appreciate that because again, um, every little bit helps the whole. So, and as, as I know your city, um, it was planned. Um, and, um, I'm trying to remember it was, uh, tell me again, how it got started. Well, T Jack Foster came over with his sons and was looking for a development opportunity. And there was basically this landfill. Exactly. That was what it was. And, yeah. And then they just, they said, oh, there's an opportunity here. We're going to bring a whole bunch of dirt and, we're going to pack it in and, and, you know, and it's been tested, right? So, you know, we've had some earthquakes and, you know, we've been able to, it was very, it's incredibly designed. Yeah. Uh, the, the water table isn't much 
uh, lower than where my house is. You know, it's pretty close. Uh, <laughs> we don't have any basements in Foster City. Um, you know, but uh, and I think you're working on the levy system, if I remember correctly. Absolutely, yeah. And that that was an effort from the previous council. Yeah. Uh, you know, basically, we were we were asked to uh, FEMA had come over and said, look, you know, based on our projections, you're in a flood zone. Yeah. So either everyone goes against flood insurance or you, you make some improvements to your levy. And so uh, the community, uh, 80% of the voters um, decided we were going to, they were going to invest their money, $90 million to improve our levy. And uh, the previous council, uh, really got the ball rolling and then we had this council we had the opportunity last year to actually put the shovel in the ground break ground on the project um and then that really started uh in the later part of last year um and now we're in full swing and i mean it is an engineering marvel what's happening you know at the levee uh with sheet piles and how they're going they're getting pushed down and the machinery that's being used to raise the levee wall with the sheet piles and protect ourselves from the rising tides, from the rising uh, sea level. Uh, and then there's also some design work that went with the levee. So we're widening it so that you can't have biking and walking and you have a lot more space there. Um, and there's some other amenities. There's like lookout points where you can kind of go out on the other side of the levee and there's an area there where you can sit down and have lunch and and just enjoy nature. Um, and we're obviously being extremely cognizant of nature itself, you know, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're being very careful. And in fact, we've kind of designed the whole project has been designed around, you know, when certain animals are going to be in certain places at certain times so that we don't disrupt them. Um, and so we're very, very uh, cognizant of, of that as well. But and it's a, it's a huge uh, commitment from the community. Yeah, because the levee is such an integral part of who we are and what we enjoy in Foster City, and to give that up during the pandemic, we didn't see the pandemic coming, but to stick with it and actually give it up during this time uh, shows a tremendous amount of maturity from the community, tremendous amount of patience, and as as a council member, as a mayor, as uh, you know, as you know, at city staff and being at city hall, it's deeply appreciated because we we live here too. And so I feel the pain as well, but I appreciate that, you know, we're getting a tremendous amount of support from our community to move forward and, and really get this project done on time. What I love about it is everything that you've said in terms of looking at the ecological impact, as well as the long-term view of how to um, allow the city to, to, uh, to be there in the future. Right. Um, because I, you know, I, in visiting Venice and visiting other cities where they are impacted by the water, you know, there's we there's always um, a consequence sometimes for different environmental things that we do, and so it's really important to kind of think about what we're doing now and and how it's where we'll be long term because the city's going to be here for a lot longer than just just the short term. So you're right. pl you're planning for you know generations to come. So that's great. Um, another area of, of interest uh, for me is special education and okay. accessibility. And one of the things that I really loved about um, the city is 
how walkable it is and how easy it is to kind of navigate around. Um, what other things um, have uh, has the city incorporated to support um, those that might need more accessibility features? You know, I mean, for, for us, when you look at 24 parks and four square miles, uh, it, it really is in itself very, very much accessible. Uh, what have we incorporated recently? Uh, nothing, I, I, nothing comes to mind recently because it was so well designed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, so uh, th there hasn't been much uh, there for special needs, um, as you're mentioning, you know, or, or for special education. Uh, but we do have programs for, uh, you know, older adults, younger children um, with different needs. We have programs that we've identified that use that outdoor space, also use uh, space at our recreation center, you know, when we're not, uh, not during this time, of course, it's a little bit challenging, but, um, or, you know, we've moved some of those programs online um, as well. So, uh, but because everything's so accessible, the way it was designed, there wasn't really much to do there from a focus perspective for us no that's it's true and that's that's something i know that in talking to other cities those are things that sometimes because of the history they had to kind of adapt and kind of think about um so i know that the city is um there's so many things to see there but i also know you're an entrepreneur and um that you um you're involved with a, a a great organization business that also works with kids. Um, why don't you share a little bit more about that? Because um, how did you get involved with um, that whole area? Uh, that's, I love talking about this. Um, so uh, in order to, to kind of share with you how I got involved, you got to almost understand where I was coming from. Um, so I studied electrical engineering uh, and I got an MBA and I was, you know, working in a, in a high-tech company since 1999. And that, that company was phenomenal, Xilinx. They were a global leader in reprogrammable chips. Um, and, and, and they gave every opportunity for growth. It was just a phenomenal company. They sent me to Tokyo to work for a year. I came back. They put me into sales and business development, and marketing and operations. Um, and I was getting full exposure of the entire business. Um, and during that time, I also got married, which was fantastic. Uh, and I was traveling quite a bit. And 